0: Hi there and thank you for tuning in to the social circus where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media mindset and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the social circus. My name is Sarah Thompson and I am your weekly host. This week I am thrilled to be um, bringing on as a guest uh, my friend and colleague Enrica. Hello Enrica. <laughs> Hi Sarah, Uh, thanks for having me um, on your podcast, delighted to be here. My pleasure. Now, um, I guess my guests don't know who you are, so tell everyone a little bit about your journey into, and I'm going to call you a bookkeeper for now, but we will unpack that a little bit. Um, Tell everyone about how you came into being a self-employed bookkeeper.
1: Okay, that's. I'll start kind of back um, (laughs) after after start back a little while ago. um, After I I qualified from uni as an engineer, and that's what I worked as as a process engineer. Um, I'm from Ireland, as you may have gathered from the accent. (laughs) Your listeners may have realised, and I worked there for a couple of years. Came out to Australia to do my big travel, and then ended up meeting my now husband on my travel. So with a bit of to and fro and. Um, I came uh, to work in Perth as a process engineer while we worked out if we were actually going to, um, I suppose, continue our relationship. And then uh, time went on and we got engaged and I realised that that work, living in Perth, wasn't going to work for me um, to have a family. And my husband, he had just started a business in uh, the Wheatbelt. So with that, I kind of had to think of something else to do. Um, I love numbers, I've always loved numbers, I love systems, and a friend suggested that I um, would like bookkeeping, and she was downsizing her business, and she ended up kind of passing on some clients, so I kind of went in, um, as with many bookkeepers, kind of went into it for lifestyle reasons, and realized then that I actually really liked it, Um, and that was in 2008, I started my own business. Wow. and since then my yeah i know since then myself and my husband have had several different businesses but i've um i've i suppose made my bookkeeping business fit around having my family i have four kids um and then in the last couple of years i really kind of thought about whether i wanted to get serious about it or did i want to do something else and i realized that i really actually thought there was a lot of potential in my own business as in its own right not just as this side hustle Mm-hmm. um and I think I just kind of came into it I rebranded my business um to mind your money and I really I didn't want to just be a bookkeeper um in uh error quotations I wanted mm-hmm. to do more for business owners because being in small business with my husband for that long I know all about the challenges that business yes. owners go through so yeah so I didn't want to just you can provide just bookkeeping services but really um bookkeepers have can have such a terrific relationship with um their clients and the business owners they can really help and I have also I suppose come across the different problems that business owners go through and I'm not just talking about cash flow. So yeah that was where mind your money came into being just as um yeah more than bookkeeping. That's what Brilliant. I Brilliant. And I I'm, I'm so glad
0: you mentioned the name of your business cuz mind your money is such a powerful name for a company like it's and it, it encompass really a lot about your attitude to how you help and support small businesses that you work with. And I wanted to really talk a little bit about that today because I think that um, we, we could sit and talk about cash flow and, and kind of a dry topics like that. But if I'm honest, having been in business um, not quite as long as you, but a good chunk of time, um, the struggles that we have with our business in terms of
1: income and money and that are often have nothing to do with money. <laughs> No, that's right. That's it's a lot of it is internal. That's what and I think I always say that um, the business journey is actually the greatest journey you'll have in personal development or growth, you know, of yourself as well, because it really challenges your limitations or your, you know, your belief systems, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think for me, I really did think hard about the name of the business. Um, I could have called it a lot of different things, and I actually rebranded it from specialized office services, which is a fine name, you know, a great <laughs> name, but it wasn't me because yes. I didn't. It's not that that is more your straight bookkeeping, um, you know, office um, contract services, and I wanted it to be more about that relationship with my clients to help them succeed and to actually create sustainable businesses that um, were a great integration with their life. So from again, working with my husband, I kind of realise that your business is much more than a job. You really can't switch off from it as easily as it's not a nine to five. And it really, it sustains the lifestyle, hopefully that you've chosen. Yes. And it really is a kind of a, like business by design. It's life by design. So you really need to kind of get your uh, mindset um, and everything that goes with that in order as well. So it's, it's much more than just crunching numbers or doing the job. And
0: I, I, I so agree with you because I don't know if I would have believed anyone when I started my business, if they'd said to me, if you want to go on a big journey of self-discovery, start your own business. Because it's like, what? Like wh- when I started my business, I'd been working in marketing for 15 years. So I thought, I was like, I'm good at this stuff. I've got it all down pat. And you don't actually realize that running a business has nothing to do with the services or the products has almost nothing to do with that. those are almost incidental, and it's it's you at the heart of it. and i I'm, I'm so embarrassed to admit this that I genuinely didn't realise that when I started my business. I thought I'll just be good at great at delivering these corporate you know executive services or whatever, and everything will fall
1: into place, <laughs> which I think I'm not unusual though, not at all. That's exactly I think how we always start. We all think that we're good at this particular job or the uh, we have a skill set or we have services that we think we can provide to others and we think that's enough. It's not really, it is really difficult to know what being a business is about till you're actually there. And that's why I think, you know, a support system like a network is so important. Um, and I think these days now, it's very hard to be across every facet of your business. I think that's probably a difference to x amount of years say 50 years ago I think now that you need to outsourcing is really important kind of realizing your strengths playing to your strengths and then outsourcing your weaknesses I think that is huge um because it is it's it's um it could your business could take up all of your time basically absolutely you know yeah
0: and I think that's one of the hard things is that you don't realize you're going to be wearing all those hats and um, if we talk about when we're starting our business and that beginning of that journey, I think the first time most of us bump up against that mindset, which we again have no thought about actually being a, an issue or a real thing, or also for someone like myself, I'm quite confident. <laughs> so what are you talking about mindset? I, I, I think I'm all right at what I do. So you kind of Dismiss it outright, and I'm going to admit this to you, and I'm, and now to all the listeners. Um, so when I was in business, I used to offer social media management. It was the core of my service for probably five years while I was in business, and I used to go and meet people. And in those days, it was actually quite a hard sell. Like nowadays, everyone does social media management, but in those days, it was actually really tough to get people to convince them they had needed a Facebook page. And and um, I used to go to appointments, and people would say, "What's your pricing?" And I was so embarrassed about what I charged. I don't recognise said it out loud for like two years I used to say to people I'll just email you because I had my own issue and at the time I charged $60 an hour um and because I'd been in employment um that sounded like a lot of money because I was thinking in my mind if someone pays me let's say 38 hours a week at $60 an hour that's good money (laughs) and yeah um, so I had all this um almost shame that I was charging a high rate and then my clients thinking, whoa, she's doing all right. How's she charging that? And nowhere in my mind did I think, I can't do 38 billable hours a week.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I think that's that's a mistake many of us fall into. So you're not, you're definitely not alone because we kind of tend to go by the hourly rate and think that's great money, not knowing all the other tasks that are involved in the business, that there's mm-hmm. no way that you will be able to sustain that kind of work output. And I think it's the, it's, I too have um, been, what would you say, shy with my pricing. Um, And I think that's something that I've had to get training on in my own business. And I know loads of other people because I'm a contractor as well. And it really is down to what I'm outputting. So I suppose I think about it now as value. Like that's what, and I mean, I think you'd been saying it's all those years of training and experience. That's what you know, that's what I lean into now when I think about my pricing and how I can help people. So it's all about the value I provide. Um, I think it's still quite easy to get caught up in the, you know, the self-worth is equal to the net worth. And that's what it's it's all kind of in that area that we think our pricing is kind of to do with our own worth. And yes. that's really like not a good, do you know what I mean? It's not good, um, what just say, synergy between the two. It's, it's not like no. that at all. And I think one of the interesting things, again, I had some, I,
0: I do have the universe to thank for some really tough lessons early in my business. Um, I, had, I had a lot of people who were not my ideal customers, um, you know, get me to give them proposals or get me to come and meet with them and have a coffee and stuff, and then they didn't engage my services. And it's really easy if that happens to think I'm too expensive. That's the first place you go because already you feel like you're overcharging because you're charging potentially double what you might have been earning in, in, in as an employee. And then you just think, well, people think I'm too expensive. And it was actually my husband who, like you, Enrique, he had his own business. And he's like, they're not your ideal customer. You teach this stuff, Sarah. If people think your prices are too high, it's probably because they're not aligned with your business and they don't understand your value. And, but I used to take that to heart, even though he would tell me that
1: logically. My In my heart, would be like, oh, they think I'm rubbish. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. I don't, It is. And I think, um, <sighs> I think actually men, and this is very generalistic, but I think men are much better at kind of assessing their own worth and keeping it separate from their self-worth. Like I think they are- Compartmentalizing. Yeah, I have, um, I work with women. That's my um, ideal client. And I'd see that all the time. Um, Women want to give more value and have lower prices in general for the like services or the, um, for what they provide. And it's something that I think that comes back to the mindset and, you know, the way we're brought up and everything. So I think we're still, we've still got a way to go with that.
0: A long way. <laughs> yeah. And th- that, that um, when you're in a space or an industry, like something like my business, um, I-, I genuinely think, and I can say this because I know my mum doesn't listen to this podcast, she has no idea what I do. Um, I think she thinks I could be Mark Zuckerberg's assistant I'm not really sure she has any clue. <laughs> like mean like it's like uh, my Mama. job did not exist 20 years ago. It, it, if I was, if my grandparents were alive today and I tried to explain to them what it was, they'd be like, no idea, not, not a word. Um, so it is quite hard to equate the value that you deliver when you are in a new or emerging sector. And I know that a lot of my audience are in that service-based business, like virtual assistants, OBMs, um, you know, you know, coaches, that kind of thing. And that value is intrinsically linked to the like the often to an hourly rate, but to the value that we bring to that hour.
1: Mm. Yeah. No, so agree. Do you find um I have found myself being like having a network, being able to speak to other people in my industry. That has helped me with my pricing as well. Because if I stay, yeah, if I kind of stay to myself and I don't kind of um, reach outside myself to see what's going on in in the industry, then I think it's very easy to get caught up in this um, kind of, oh, you know, am I worth it? Um, I think we need to reach out and really connect with others so that we can kind of work together. Yeah.
0: And I think if we don't, um, like, and that's another mindset thing we need to get past is that we, there's there's enough work out there for everyone and that really most people are not our competitors um, and people choose you over someone else for generally reasons nothing to do with your pricing. Um, And if we can get through that and we can start to have that collaboration. uh, I know in my early days, there was not a lot of people doing what I do, whereas now the space is a lot busier and it's actually really nice because it means I can chat to people. And um, I like that you can talk honestly because when you're an employee, nobody asks or tells you what they earn. It's a real taboo subject, isn't it?
1: It is so taboo, yeah. no one. You're not even meant to. Really, share that information. It's quite private, so I think that there is a lot of pr- privacy or secrecy around what we earn and how we earn it. And I see that even with um, women as well that they are they are often running businesses to suit their lifestyle, and yes. sometimes they can be um, ashamed about what it actually earns. Mm. So because they're not working full time, basically, and they're you know uh, making their work. Uh, fit in around their family so I find that sometimes there can be some shame around that that their business mm. is not big enough that's not doing enough and that's awful because they're actually working they're providing a great service um, they're working hard and you know they're still doing what they need to do at home they're still showing up for their family in the way that they want to show up and I think mm. that's I think we just got to own that I think we really got to define success for ourselves and that changes you know what what my success what I would list as success this year? with the situation with my kids and this year is different, is probably going to be different to next year. I think it's just an evolving process. And that's why mm. I think we just got to check in with ourselves regularly. And I think, mm. you know, I, I think we've got to come from a place of purpose. I think it's really important to know what we're trying to achieve. Like, is it impact? You know, is it um, an outlet for your creativity? Um, Is it an income stream? That's very obviously totally legitimate if that's what it is to you, if that's what it needs to be, or if it's a combination of all, like three or more, whatever else. So I think it's really important. I think that can be kind of like a guiding star because it's very easy to get bogged down or disappointed or disenfranchised when you look at your numbers sometimes or you think how hard you're working. I think we've got to keep going back to that purpose and why we're Mm. doing it and just be ready to kind of adapt and know I think that things are ever evolving, especially in business. You know that. I'm sure you've seen a million evolutions of your business. Absolutely.
0: And it's really interesting you say that because when I started my business, um, first of all, I never started my business with the view that I would be in it long term. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I had a, I was very successful in corporate marketing, and to me, I was just this is just a couple of years when my boys are really little, and then once they're at school, I'll go and get a real job. Air quotes around that, yep. like a proper job. Go back to doing that. And if I was my mum sent me for years seek ads, it's like thinking when she actually going to go and get a real job, um, and she stopped now. I think she gets it. But um, at the time, my values were both my children were small. Um, my sons were three and five when I started my business, and I worked very part time. And that was the intention. All I needed to do was replace a part-time wage and it was made my business viable. I wasn't earning what I was earning when I was full-time pre-children, but that was okay because I wanted to be around. My youngest son did not sleep when I started my business. So Mm -hmm. um, I was juggling that. And now that they're teenagers and virtually adults, I have so much capacity and time because it's evolved. And so what success looks like for me now I'm very driven by my impact, like on how many women can I help? How many women can I support? Whereas at the time, if I'm honest, I was just about how can I bring in some, bring in a little bit of money and at the same time be really present as a mother?
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. That's it in a nutshell, how these things change. And it just, it just needs to feel right to ourselves that's what i think and just be open to things changing then i have been very i have to say when i rebranded my business in 2019 i had great ideas i had like lots of ideas about how i was going to grow my business and being honest it is taking longer than anticipated (laughs) i will be honest that is and i just i've had to kind of settle into that a little bit i still have um one um my youngest is still at home two days a week she's in um kindy So next year she goes full-time. And I will be honest, I'm looking forward to that probably from the point of view that I get more time to Mm -hmm. focus on my business because I really enjoy my business. And that, for me, it's an outlet for my creativity and absolutely I'm looking at it hopefully to become a serious income stream, you know, as my kids get older. Um, So I I feel that we've just got to be open and patient with ourselves, be aware of comparisons, very, Mm. and also, can I just say, Uh, you know, what you see on the outside, and we know this from social media, do you know what I mean? Mm. What you see on the outside is not always the true story about what's really going on. You can't know someone and their situation just from the outside. And and that's fine. Like we don't, and we don't need to reveal all of ourselves. There's no need to do that. We're not obliged to do Mm. that. But just don't compare. That's all I'd say. It's very I think with women, we are hard and ourselves go, oh, look, she's doing great. She's doing this. Really, you don't know that that she's doing great there. That's fantastic. But mm. you're probably doing great in another area of your life. You just need to mm. know what that success looks like to you. I, I, I really know. feel really strongly about that.
0: Same. And I always, um, I'm, I'm, I'm making an assumption being Irish, you probably brought up a um, somewhat religious like I was. And yeah. I always make a joke that social media is wearing your Sunday best. Yeah. So and because um, my mum's a very good church goer, and so every Sunday we'd put on our Sunday best and we'd go to church we would be on our best behaviour use our best manners and when people asked us we were always wonderful we were always well we would uh, and you always like my mom was like people don't want to hear your problems Sarah. you tell them all about how well you're doing at school and so your Sunday best is actually how people saw on social media because we don't often share the rubbish stuff and we don't often share the struggles and what's really going on and it makes it even though we subconsciously know that, when we're scrolling, we get very caught up in it.
1: Yeah, so it's the highlight reel, isn't it? As they say, and I think I think that's a great analogy, actually, because that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. It is the Sunday best uh, on, on on social. And you know, there it is some there is something nice in that as well to be able to represent yourself well. Yes, and we are yes. all in business. So, you know, you have we do put strategic. our best foot forward. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you have to be strategic about what, you know, the story you're creating. But I, I do think that, um you know, behind the scenes, we need to have strong anchors kind of with our, you know, our purpose. What success looks like a business plan, I would say, to bring in something quite boring, you know, <laughs> uh, it can just be a two or three page it doesn't have to be an exhaustive document, but it does help, I think, yes. especially when. Things get tough in business, which inevitably they do. That is without, there is no doubt that things will get tough from time to time from a million different, you know what I mean? I was about to say, um,
0: I have had some really hard times in my business Mm -hmm. And generally they have nothing to do with my business. So um, I'm battling, um, you know, things going on in my family or with my children and there's all these external factors pressuring in on you, which as an employee are much easier to manage when you're you're nine to five than when you're like, I do have to do this. I have to take my son to the hospital. I have to manage these appointments. Mm -hmm. I have to do all these things. And and then we get really caught up in And then your comment about having an anchor is so important. Like, why did I do this? Why am I um, doing this? Because this is why I wanted to be really present as a mother. I wanted to be available. I wanted to show up. And um, the really interesting thing about that is that when you're aligned with people, um, they get it. And I actually remember when I first started my business, I had a business coach. And he said to me, because I worked part-time because my son was um, uh, like it was, he was a um, three-year-old kindy. And he said, you don't tell people you don't work let's say it was Tuesday and Thursday you tell them you're booked out or whatever because those are the days my son was home and here, you actually made me feel embarrassed that that's what I was doing and it took me a few years to be confident mm. that that's why I was doing it I remember saying to one of my clients who's still my client to say she's lovely she's a she's been an accountant she's been in business 25 years and I said to her look I don't I hope you don't mind me moving our appointment but and my son's getting an award at assembly and she wrote back the most beautiful email about why she'd started her business and her children were mm. now like at university and she said I I always ran my business around being present for my sons and I thought oh it was I actually felt like she was a bit of a um a pioneer for us and mm-hmm. then when people repl- like when they mirror your values you're like these are my people aren't they
1: yeah and that's that's why the community is very important you know hmm. to, I mean we shouldn't we shouldn't need that external validation but let's face it we do it is can be a lonely um journey uh being in hmm. business by yourself and I think um it is all about the flexibility of being a business and remembering why you did it because, like you said, the nine-to-five is different when it comes to tough times. You uh, Generally, work, you can have a break from your workplace, whether it's, you know, personal leave. Like, there is systems in place to allow you to do that. When you have mm. your own business, you might not have a backup person, especially when you're starting out. Um, you know, if you're a one-man, one-woman um, <laughs> band, you know, you mightn't, you mightn't have that support. Network. And it can be true. And, Absolutely. If you can speak to your clients and explain. And I think that's where the ideal client, it's not just about making more sales. It's actually about being in alignment, like you said, with those yes. people. They understand you. You understand them. It makes business that bit easier, doesn't it? Like you can enjoy it and you don't feel this horrible guilt if something goes wrong and you need to rush out the door. And I think that's, I mean, we, we had to reschedule our podcast, didn't we? So like, (laughs) we yeah, remember I had a, I had a scheduling
0: uh, conflict and, and then I I had internet and power issues and it's been, I think
1: we've had about three runs at this. (laughs) (laughs) We have and that's, but there was no problem, you know, and that, yeah, it was lovely. You, you made me feel very okay about the fact that I had a a calendar conflict and that's, that's where I think business is a lovely place to be, you know, and, and that's I what we can do say, for each other. It's it's better now than it's
0: ever been. We still have ways to go. But I certainly think that um, as small business owners, we should be doing everything to support other small business owners in terms mm-hmm. of validating and making people feel like generally things aren't mission critical. Do you know what I mean? Like we can generally be flexible and accommodating and I try and do that. As I had a client today who showed up who had COVID, and then, mm. and she said I didn't want to reschedule because she thought I she said I thought I would be feeling better and I was like goodness what a ridiculous yeah. thing let's let's reschedule you right now and yeah. um you know I, I'm obviously not going to get paid for today and that's an opportunity cost in my business but to me I'm showing kindness and compassion to the human being and that's some of my values that I want to be
1: living yeah and that's exactly that's I think uh, if being in business is done right for yourself with your then that allows you the space to do that. Like that's mm. the thing you can show up how you want to show up um, in these everyday interactions. And the, mm. like, I, I really enjoy that part of it. Like there is mm. something lovely about being in control of how you're showing up and how you can help others that is huge to me isn't it like I just think that's so important and to be mindful of it because to be honest most of us are doing it but we mightn't actually kind of be um cognizant of it that that is we are helping other people and we are making their lives easier and we can do that quite easily ourselves by showing up in such a way um that gives people other people the space yes I really believe in the um you mentioned you know like no competitors. I really believe in that I, my industry. I am feel really lucky. It is such a collaborative industry. Like it's mm. amazing. And I just feel so blessed because we, uh, you know, our industry kind of has the, um, what would you say, the approach that, you know, if that client is not for you, then that's fine. You know, they're not the right client. They'll be someone else's ideal client. Mm. And that's the way it should be. So I, I, I love that. And I think it, it's the difference between a scarcity mindset and abundance mindset. And let's yes. face it, there are enough people, like customers, clients out there for all of us. There are. And we just need to be kind of, I think, the other thing I would mention actually is knowing your values. I think you mm. mentioned that somewhere. That is so important. And that's what yeah. I kind of think of. I go back to that. And that's in my business plan, actually, my values. Because oh, I wow. think that, again, is one of those. Yeah, it's, it's written into my business plan. I did that in 2019. And, I mean, again, you revise your business plan, but that is really important to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah to bring that in because it, again it's another foundation like it's another it anchor I know I'm mindful that
0: you and I could talk all day but I want to ask you one thing because I you're someone I, I so admire and respect especially as a mother of four which I think is phenomenal and then your husband has a business and you have a business um what's one tip that you could give people to help us as a daily small activity or just an something
1: that we can do to kind of um mind our mindset <laughs> I would say for me, it is making sure that I carve out just a little bit of space for myself every day. So I'm not a, so I have looked at um, self care. I reckon I'm quite good at self care. Okay, that is your your massages. Do you know what I mean? You're going um, out for a nice meal, catching up with friends. Okay, all of that is very external. I am more talking about the self love activities. I actually think it can be as simple as having a cup a cuppa by yourself just allowing yourself quiet time that now, maybe that's not for everyone. I am more um, an introverted person. I need that quiet time. But mm. I think that just give yourself time to rest, reflect, give yourself time for the ideas to come in, Do you know, just give yourself a little bit of space. And I, I think it's, it's not, I'm not talking about weekends away. Do you know, I'm actually talking about every day, just a little bit of time. I'm not necessarily talking about meditation. If that's not your thing, don't worry about that. Just give yourself that little bit of time every day that it is very, it's quite an easy thing to do once you, you know, um, flex the muscle and get used to it. It's not so easy at the start, but um, yeah, I, that is something that I do for myself. Um, like oh, every day I try it. That's yeah. very impressive. Um, mm. Oh,
0: look, thank you so much, Anrika, for your time today. Now, just quickly, on because um, if you want to reach out to Enrica and mind your money, I'll have all of her details in the show notes. But is there something particular you'd like to share in terms of um, if people want to reach out and connect with you that you, that you do or offer?
1: Well, I am. Obviously, there's my Facebook and Instagram pages, which I've mentioned, but I am going to start doing um, a monthly theme and um, some videos kind of, you know, it'll be, it's not, ju- it's more like a business life integration. So yes, mm. it might be on cash flow one month, but also it could be on mindset another month or success. So that's mm. what I kind of just to explore those themes. That's the kind of stuff that I read. It's what I'm interested in. I really want I just want to share it. It's obligation-free. Just tune in if it's of interest to you. Great. Brilliant. Um, if it inspires you, even better.
0: Amazing. And I, I do love your lives, especially when you're out running and I just feel like you <laughs> the inspiration struck you and you just share very heartfelt sentiments. So thank you for your time today. Um, I truly appreciate it. And um, to all of my listeners, I hope you found this an incredibly valuable episode um, and I look forward to tuning in with you the same time next week on The Social Circus.